Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. And welcome into Rush Hour presented by Bad Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host with VEASAN Esports Betting Network. And as always, we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And tonight we will be talking a little bit of everything, even NBA draft. Toward the end of the show, Jim Root, NBA analyst and co-host, the three-man weave podcast, will give us some of his best bets for the NBA draft tomorrow night. It's a lot to look forward to with some draft selections in terms of betting. In between that, we'll talk tonight's MLB slate. I got one play on the roster tonight. Nothing too crazy, but just one play involving a first five-inning selection. So we'll talk about some of the bigger games in Major League Baseball this evening. Then like we've been doing, we've been kind of doing a betting profile on a lot of teams throughout the NFL. Next up, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas, obviously the big injury news as of late this summer. We'll see what kind of impact that's going to have or already had on their betting angle of everything with their win total odds to win the division and to make the playoffs and much more in terms of the Saints. So we'll hit that with New Orleans then. To start things off, in about 10 minutes or so, Kenny White, sports betting analyst, will give us a great preview of some of the future selections he has for this upcoming season in college football. So we'll take a look at some of the conferences, his favorite pick to win the national championship, and I know he's got one bet in football in terms of a team to finish with the worst record. Maybe a little bit different squad than you anticipated. So a lot to look forward to, and like we said primarily, we're going to be starting off with college football, so that got me a little bit interested to dive 
deeper into the week one slate with some of the bigger games, specifically Big Ten oriented. But I want to just go into some of these that stood out to me. And again, it's not that I've fully ingrained in it at this point, but I really just wanted to give a preview on where the lines have moved, if at all. So starting with Nebraska and Illinois now, you know, full disclosure, as of this point, you can't bet on in-state schools in the state of Illinois, but where we're seeing these odds at other Bet Rivers locations, it opened up with Nebraska as about a nine and a half point favorite. Now, again, this one's in Champaign, so a road game for the Huskers. Brett Bielema's first year under helm as head coach for the Fighting Illini. So, again, this one opened nine and a half in favor of the Cornhuskers, has dipped down to seven and a half in favor of Nebraska. So, you're over that key number of seven. And look, I mean, obviously Nebraska's my alma mater. I've said it many times in a joking fashion because naturally they seem to disappoint as of late and since I've been associated with the university. But nevertheless, yes, it's going to be a favorable matchup for their first opponent against Illinois. Zat Wortham being a 7.5-point favorite. I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to be rushing to the counter to wanting to bet that one. And I can understand the movement going toward Illinois originally. Now, Nebraska, yes, they should be able to cover this spread against this Illinois team that is going to probably stay toward the bottom tier. I, I think they're still going to kind of remain in no man's land in the first year under Bielema. You still have Peters as your starting quarterback, so at least you have an experienced quarterback for the Fighting Illini. But defense was really bad last season. We'll see if the offense can do enough. They are getting a couple of transfers over. Nebraska should win this game should they cover. Not as much conviction with that one. So for me, you know, simultaneously, I don't want to take the points with Illinois based on all the turnovers. So, you know, this one I'm going to be staying away from. But there has been a two-point movement from the original oper, uh, opener excuse me, in favor of Illinois. Now let's take a look at another matchup, though, with an Illinois State school, Northwestern. And we've also seen a line movement for this one. Michigan State is going to be going to Evanston. And the Wildcats open laying seven and a half. This one has dipped down to five and a half. Now, Northwestern has some interesting options at quarterback for this upcoming season. But again, when you look at this Wildcats team, yes, we can expect a solid defense. But can their offense produce enough to still be a strong team that we saw this past season? I think it's going to be a tough year for Northwestern. I don't, I don't think they're going to be as high as they were this past year. You know, I'm not going to say it's going to be like two years ago when they were brutal. But the defense will be great. It'll be one of the top in the Big Ten again, but offense, I think, is really going to be their Achilles heel. So understand the movement there. Michigan State's a program that needs to turn some tides as well, so a tough one to bet for the first game of the season. Then a little bit more interesting one, Penn State at Wisconsin. The Badgers touted to come out of the Big Ten West, and Penn State, the second short shot behind Ohio State to win the Big Ten Conference. This one opened 4.5, still remains at 4.5. I like this Wisconsin team, but can their offense generate enough production like we saw in the first couple games of the season with Graham Mertz? And then finally, how about Indiana at Iowa? Iowa opened 6.5 at home, now down to 4.5. That one I'd probably like the most, taking the points with Indiana. Penix coming back in the mix after his injury. This Indiana team has been cruising these past couple seasons. Expect the same in Week 1. Welcome in once again to the show. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, getting you geared up for more college football conversation with Kenny White. He'll be joining us momentarily, and naturally that sparked the interest of looking at some of the bigger Big Ten games as we are in that region here in the Chicagoland area. And I was just going over some of these matchups uh, for the first week, and 
You know, the one that I do have the most interest in as of now, the last one we briefly, briefly touched on, was Indiana at Iowa. Now, Indiana, you know, I think they take a slight step back, just a slight. But, you know, I'm not as high on, on Iowa as some other people are because, to me, you know, Petrus, at quarterback, still hasn't proven anything. And I really don't have that much trust in him to be a dominant force to make this Iowa offense that much better. Now, they have a great tailback who could be one of the better ones in the country. Their defense will just plug and play like they typically do in the trenches and with the offensive line as well. So I think Iowa, yes, will be a top team. But for the first game of the season, when you have all summer to prepare against this Indiana team with Penix back in the mix after his injury, I think Indiana makes it a close one. We'll see how the Hoosiers' defense can be. But, look, if Iowa's offense is going to be slightly inept as they typically have been, then maybe they don't need to have a dominant defense to the Hoosiers. And offensively, I think they could do enough to make it close. So, again, I understand the movement. Open six and a half in favor of the Hawkeyes. Now down to four and a half. Among the other three that we went over, this is the one I would probably agree with the most. Haven't played anything yet. Of course, we'll get into that as we get near to the start of the season. But Indiana catching four and a half could be a decent look for the upcoming year. The other ones we went over was Penn State at Wisconsin. Uh, the Badgers lane four and a half. That's where it opened to not much movement in favor of what we may see in Madison. That one Saturday, September 4th. Then Friday on the 3rd, Northwestern hosting Michigan State. Seven and a half is what we saw the Wildcats open at. That went down to five and a half. Again, I agree with the movement, and I don't think Northwestern is going to be that solid. But at the same time, can't trust Michigan State right now. Uh, you know, they had turnover last year, of course. We'll see if they can improve. I think they're going to be a more competitive team. They even were slightly last year with the turnover with Mel Tucker. But again, I still think they have a long ways to go, as does Northwestern, but a little bit more faith in the foundation that Fitzgerald has laid over over these past several seasons. And then the first one we talked about, Nebraska at Illinois. Nebraska minus 9.5 at the opener. That went down to 7.5 currently with the Huskers on the road. So it could be a tough spot for the Cornhuskers in terms of covering. Should get the outright win with Brett Bielema in his first season as head coach for the Fighting Illini. Again, we'll be talking college football more so momentarily with Kenny White. Then later in the show, we'll talk some more football. Take a look at the betting profile of the New Orleans Saints what can Jameis Winston do? How much will we see Taysom Hill? How will the Saints fare without Michael Thomas? Can the offense do enough? We'll discuss all of those angles and potential opportunities with the Saints coming up. And then we'll go over tonight's baseball slate. I got one play on the diamond. And aside from that, we'll just talk about the top games for tonight. And toward the end of the show tomorrow, got the NBA draft to look forward to. And, you know, honestly, you probably haven't, at least to me, it seems there hasn't been as much hype on it as in seasons past. But could be even a better reason to bet it and not as many people focused on it. I mean, Jim Root, I know he's got plenty of action going on it tomorrow, so he'll be joining us tonight to give us some of his plays. So a lot of exciting things to look forward to tonight on Rush Hour. But like we said, let's kick things off with Kenny White. Kenny, it's been a while since we've had you on. Very excited to talk with you because that means we're getting close to football season for both college and pro. Let's start with college here, my man. Let's start with the Pac-12. This has been a conference that, personally, I haven't really delved into as much, so I'm very curious about your take. And at Bed Rivers, we're seeing Oregon plus 275 as the favorite, along with Washington plus 275. You get USC plus 450, and then Utah at 6-1. to one. What's kind of your makeup of this conference, and who do you think ends up on top? Well, I, I think the Washington Huskies have the most talent in the conference overall. I think their defense is tremendous this year. 
Um, I, I really like the addition of Patrick O'Brien coming in. They return their starter, Dylan Morris, but Patrick O'Brien comes in uh, from Colorado State. That's going to create a great uh, competition between the two guys. I think O'Brien wins out. Uh, the defense, as I mentioned, 10 players back with 350 starts or more. Uh, they're just loaded across the board. I think they have close to four or five NFL draft picks on this roster right now. So this isn't Jimmy Lakes, guys. This is still uh, Coach Peterson's players that are in the program. And uh, Jimmy Lake got his feet wet last year with four games. I think he's got, he did a lot of homework over that time and learned a lot over a short period of time. He's, got a, he's in a position to be very good. Now, Oregon is a, is a solid football team all around. Uh, they're the second-best team in the, in, the, in the conference, which puts them in the same division. So if you want a long shot to win from the, uh, uh, the South Division, it would probably be Utah, the Utes. I like their, their uh, situation this year. And I think they're the top, the most well-coached team in the South with Cal Winningham. Uh, Arizona State, I do like Herm Edwards and what he's done there. Uh, USC and UCLA. I'm still up in the, up in the air with both coaches. Don't I'm I'm not a big buyer uh, right now in Chip Kelly and what he's done. They just haven't played defense. And USC, uh, they just have not done the job there. I think you'll be looking at a new coach at USC sometime this year. Yeah, and USC is kind of an anomaly. It seems season after season as of late. So that's a tough thing. It seems on a game to game basis handicapping USC. But again, they're plus 450 to come out on top. You're looking toward Washington. I know you got them around the plus 350 range at Bet Rivers. They're about plus 275. I want to go a little bit further down the list, not for a team per se that will win the conference, but just from a betting on a game-to-game -game perspective. What are you making of Colorado this season? They are 20 to one to win the conference, but could this be a team that is really just competitive on a week-to-week -week basis? Yeah, I think they will be competitive. Uh, Carl Durrell's in his second year. Uh, his systems are in place. I. Uh, Sam Hoyer is the quarterback. He's a slightly above average quarterback, but I've got Colorado rated a 105. I think their schedule is awfully difficult, though. They've, they've got a tough road. They play Texas A&M and Minnesota. Now, they are both home games, which is going to help being in the altitude, but I think those two teams are far better, uh, and that, that really hurts them. Their road games are tough. Uh, Arizona State at California, who's very improved, well-coached, at Oregon, at UCLA, and at Utah. I'm not, I'm not sure how many of those games are winnable. I have Colorado winning five games this year. I do have them as an above-average college football team, though. I've got them in a 105 rating, so there are going to be a lot of close football games. So we'll see if Carl Durrell will be the difference maker and being able to get this team over the hump uh, or not this year. All right, Kenny, let's move along and talk Big Ten here. Ohio State, naturally the favorite. They're laying $2. Then you look at the Nittany Lions. They're about 8-1 to one behind the Buckeyes to win the conference. Wisconsin at 9-1. to one. Iowa 14-1. to one. But you're looking a little bit further down the list here. Is that right? Yes, I am. Uh, I really like P.J. Fleck with Minnesota. And I, I love how the schedule sets up. Now, for this bet, for me to win this bet, uh, it, it might be beneficial for me to let Ohio State beat uh, Minnesota. I say let. I think it's going to be an extremely close football game. I think Minnesota takes them down to the wire. I think Minnesota has a great chance to win in week one. If you're going to catch Ohio State uh, off, uh, it should be the first week of the season or maybe the second week. The second week might be a, a, also a down week for Ohio State because they do have more time to prepare for the Golden Gophers. But I like the quarterback situation. Tanner Morgan, the quarterback at Minnesota, 
Uh, look at his 2019 stats, just tremendous. Last year was not as good. It was a year of COVID. I'm going to take somewhere in the middle of the two years. He rates out as one of my best quarterbacks uh, in the conference, uh, third best quarterback, I believe, right now. Um, and I just the, the way P.J. Fleck has brought this program along, he did such a great job at Western Michigan. And I always like to rate my coaches off. What happens to a program after they leave? And if they fall apart, boy, I really know that that coach did a tremendous job at that program because Western wasn't very good when he got there. He really improved them to a point they were very competitive, and then they fell back off the map again. That's all P.J. Fleck, and he's done the same thing at Minnesota now. Uh, they are going to be, um, I think, a team to be reckoned with. I've raised their power rating up a little bit since I did my magazine even. They were a 111.5 to begin the year um, after I've had time to really go back and look over things. Um, they are up to a 114 now. They have 11 returning starters on offense with 350 snaps or more and 10 on defense. Uh, it's just going to be a fun team to watch, and I think their schedule fits really nice for them. Uh, after the uh, Ohio State game, I think the most difficult game they have on the schedule is their last game of the year against Wisconsin, and that one's going to be at home. Kenny, I'm right there with you with Minnesota, honestly. That's my dark horse pick to come out of the Big Ten as well. I think they take a big step forward. I think last season, as you alluded to, was kind of an anomaly. They have a lot of returning starters. Experience with Tanner Morgan, solid backfield. We'll see if their defense can suffice enough to really, you know, or rather, can their offense do enough to kind of, you know, count out how bad their defense could be. Hopefully they could take a step forward on that side of things. But you're right. P.J. Fleck is a guy who's proven himself, even though it may be the one season we've seen him flip it around, would not be surprised with this experienced group if he could do that yet again. So Kenny like in Minnesota with the value at 20 to 1 to come out of the Big Ten. Let's talk about another conference where you can look at a team with some value. How about the ACC here, Kenny? Clemson, as we know, a huge favorite, minus 835. Tell us a little bit about the Tar Heels, though. They're 7-1, to one, along with Miami, Florida, to win the conference. But at the same time, look, you got Sam Howell, who's a Heisman hopeful. Can he do enough to really give them a run for the top of the conference? Yeah, you know, I, I, when you're looking for a football team, obviously, it would always start with the quarterback. That's the, the highest-rated player on the team. Uh, the better the quarterback, the better that football team will be. Sam Howell will be in the running all year for the Heisman Trophy with Spencer Rattler, and there, he's going to be in the running for Spencer Rattler for one and two drafted by the NFL. Obviously, it comes down to who can handle that pressure, and I, I really think both guys can handle it. I think they both play well last year looking at uh, Howell's stats. He threw over 3,500 yards last year in, in 12 games, 30 touchdowns, just seven interceptions. Uh, he completed his, his com yards per pass, was over 10 yards per pass in a very tough conference. Uh, the returning starters, 10 on offense, 10 on defense. That's guys with 350 snaps or more. Uh, they, their head coach, Mac Brown, he got to North Carolina and he completely changed the uh, uh, culture. There were players there. There were really good players. Larry Fedora was a good head coach, and he knew how to recruit. He just didn't have success there. So when Mac Brown got there, there were players there, and he brought in more players, and he brought in some great recruits the last two seasons. Same offensive coordinator, same defensive coordinator, third year in the system, Heisman Trophy quarterback. Uh, this team's loaded and ready to go, and they do not play Clemson during the regular season. So um, their biggest games of the year will be at, at Notre Dame and at NC State to end the year. And also Virginia Tech to open up, but I think they'll be well-prepared for that one and they'll win that game. So uh, North Carolina, to me, they have a chance to go 11-1 and one and be playing Clemson for the title of the ACC. That's a big number, plus 700. 
Absolutely. Yeah, North Carolina stacked, especially offensively. Mac Brown doing a tremendous job, as is Howell with all the hype around him. Could be a huge year for the Tar Heels. All right, Kenny, then before we move on to the NFL, just looking at it overall with the national championship, what's the squad that you're picking out to hoist a trophy? Yeah, it's going to be Oklahoma. Their, their talent this year, they're in the top three. Oklahoma's talent is equal to Clemson and Alabama. Uh, their starting quarterback, I talked about Spencer Rattler. He, he's the, the poor man's Patrick Mahomes. Maybe not anymore now. The college kids are getting paid. Uh, by the end of the year, Rattler will probably be making a seven-figure salary. Uh, this, this kid can do it all. Uh, throws on the run. He's got great vision. He's got quick release, a strong arm, and he's got so many weapons. And he gets Kennedy Brooks back this year, who ran for over 1,000 yards two years ago, opted to sit out last year. Mel Gray transferred in from Tennessee. He's, he's a second-round, third-round NFL running back in the draft, and he's going to be maybe the third-string running back on this team since Brooks came back. So they're, they're totally loaded. 13 players on defense that have had 350 snaps or more in this defense under Lincoln Riley has continued to get better. In 2018, they allowed 30 points a game. 2019, they allowed 24 points a game. Last year, just 20 points a game. And remember, that was all conference. They didn't get any cupcakes that they could shut out or hold to a touchdown. That was all teams in the Big 12 who like to go up and down and play offense. So allowing just 20 points a game shows me they're vastly improved. And you bring back 13 guys from that unit, I could see Oklahoma holding opponents this year to 14 points a game. Their offense is going to be tremendous. They'll run more this year than they did last year. They were even about 50%. The two previous years, they ran the ball 60% of the time. But with three great backs in the backfield, they'll take a lot of pressure off Spencer Rattler. He'll be third and one and third and two all year long. He could be second and one and second and two all year long. So it's going to be fun to watch the seniors. Big price on them. Get the biggest price you can get, shop around. They're going to have great value. They will be in the college football playoff. Completely agree with you on Oklahoma. Seems to be a popular play, but you're right. So many people returning, and they're stacked up for a dominant season right there with you on Oklahoma, Kenny. Uh, we got about 45 seconds. I wanted to squeeze this in before we let you go. Let's talk NFL very briefly. You're looking at a little bit different angle. Team to finish with the worst record, not the Texans, not the Lions, but the New York Jets. What do you think happens under Salah in uh, year one? Yeah, 10 seconds. Did I get you the magazine? Because I know you're out of state because Visa and I oh, dropped for off sure. 20. Did you get one? You oh, got one yeah, already? I got it coming, my man. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. All right, the, so the worst record in the NFL is I'm going with the Jets. Uh, Buffalo's outstanding. You know Bill Belichick, he's got players back that apted out last year. They'll be far better in Cam Newton's second year. Cam Newton's healthier. I think both those teams win double digits. Everybody loves the Dolphins. I don't, um, but I still have the Dolphins win in eight games. Uh, I think they could, if everybody thinks the Dolphins are as good as they are, the Jets go 0-6 in the conference. This could be a team that just wins three or four games this year at, at plus, I think it's like $8, $9 in that range, plus $9. Jets' worst record, starting a rookie quarterback with no offensive line. Love it. Kenny, we appreciate it again. Yeah, I was leaving a little bit of time, but tell us where we can get a hold of your power ratings for college football in about 15 seconds, my friend. Well, hey, you got the NFL is out as well, too, now. So you got the college and the NFL book at KennyWhiteSports.com, or you can go to Barnes & Noble. They're on the rack there in the sports section. Awesome. Thanks, Kenny, Kenny, you are the man. The best insight in the game. We love it, and take care, my friend. Thank you, Danny. All righty. At KYD Vegas to get more of his info, and you heard him. You can check it out, KennyWhiteSports.com or at Barnes & Noble to get you prepped. 
for the upcoming NFL and college football season. All of the info you could ever want. Love it from Kenny White. We'll be sure to have him on constantly throughout the year. But all right, we're going to keep it in the realm of football. Let's talk the Saints. Look at their betting profile next. Stick around right here on Rush Hour. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams. Only at your hometown sportsbook and to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts all available. Check it out. BetRivers.com. Back at it here on Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. Getting you ready with a lot of football action as we're getting closer to the season. Big thanks to Kenny White for joining us to give us some great insight in terms of futures plays he has in college football and a play in the NFL. The Jets to have the worst record at about plus 750. Again, Kenny White Sports. Dot com to get a hold of both of his previews. It's filled to the brim with knowledge on both respective leagues. So be sure to check it out and follow him on Twitter at KWhiteyVegas. All right, well, let's keep it in the NFL and let's go with another team with a betting preview, and that's going to be the New Orleans Saints. Let's see what they can do down in the NFC South this season without their fearless leader, Drew Brees, Jameis Winston taking over, and, you know, obviously you'll get a little bit of Taysom Hill in the mix as well. As we look at the Saints, starting with their division finishing position, for them to win the division, it's at about 3-1 to one odds at Bet Rivers. Now, for them to come in second, which is presumably the spot they're going to finish in, in accordance with the odds, plus 125, for them to finish third is 3-1, to one, fourth is 5-1. to one. Now, to make the playoffs for the Saints, yes, is plus 114 with a little bit of value. The no to miss the playoffs is the favorite for the Saints, we're typically not accustomed to seeing, but minus 139 is what you'd have to lay if you think the Saints miss out on the playoffs this season. Win total, what we primarily take a look at, is set at 9 over minus 105, under minus 117. Now, just a couple things to note out with the Saints this upcoming season. Again, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, they'll be the starters here. I mean, probably Jameis Winston for majority of the time, but you know, Sean Payton does all sorts of crazy stuff from time to time. A devastating injury offensively. Michael Thomas, maybe what I was looking the earliest he comes back would be after their bye week in week six. So week seven is the soonest maybe he would come back. And the thing that's scary about that is that, well, Michael Thomas with another injury. And also for the fact that they really don't have any notable receivers aside from that. I mean, you have Alvin Kamara still in the backfield, but you don't really have any notable names in terms of receivers. Now, looking at their defense, yes, their defense still could be one of the best in the NFL. That's what's going to keep them in contention and in these games. They're number two in overall DVOA this past season. In my mind, I mean, sure, they could regress a little bit, but I still think they'll be a top-five defense. Now, when you look at who they're going to play before they potentially get Michael Thomas back, uh, he's going to be missing the game against Green Bay in Week 1 at Carolina, at New England, versus the Giants, then on the road against Washington. So, you know, it's not the easiest of schedules, but you got some potentially favorable matchups with Carolina and the Giants in that spot. 
New England being on the road is going to be a tough one. First Green Bay, obviously, now that Aaron Rodgers is back, is going to be difficult. And then at Washington, you know I'm higher on Washington. On the road with an offense that should be improved and still a stout defense could be a disadvantage for the Saints. But let's do how we typically do when we run through, when we're looking at the season win totals. Let's start with the winnable games. Week 2 at Carolina is one that I put down for the Saints. Week 4 versus the Giants. Week 9 versus Atlanta, if we can assume they split with the Falcons. Week 11 at Philadelphia. Week 13, you're getting Dallas at home. Week 14, on the road against the Jets, who Kenny White believes will, be the, or will have the worst record in the league. A week 16 versus Miami for the fact that that's a home game, assuming you have Michael Thomas back in the latter half of the season. Week 17 versus Carolina, wouldn't be surprised if they can beat the Panthers twice, even though it is a division opponent. Looking at losable games, week 7 at Seattle against the Seahawks. Week 8 versus Tampa Bay. Week 10 on the road against the Titans. Then you get Buffalo at home at week 12. And you're playing the Tampa Bay Bucks again, but on the road. And then Atlanta on the road, you probably split with the Falcons. Toss-up games. Week 1 versus Green Bay, I honestly think, could be a toss-up game. Again, Week 1's a little bit different because you have so much more time to prepare for that first game. And who knows, you know, Week 1 jitters, whatever it may be. Weird things happen from time to time in Week 1. And the Saints in the dub at home. Could it be a move that could happen. So uh, that's a toss-up game. Week three at New England, even I would consider, and week five at Washington, more of a toss-up. But realistically, I mean, to assume the Saints go over nine, I think would be a tough call. Honestly, could probably see them right at nine or at eight. So for me, it would be under anything, but realistically, the best move is probably to stay away with the Saints. But don't be afraid to bet them on a game-to-game -game basis if they get undervalued, if they start off slow. That's the way I'm looking to handicap the Saints, but nothing that I like preseason as much. But I'll tell you a bet I do like in terms of baseball. Stick around. That's coming up next. football betting guides are coming soon and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons because our experts are providing profiles of every single team along with advanced stats and power ratings plus you get best bets on season win totals division finishes and player awards and each guide is only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both so now is the perfect time to reserve your copy or sign up for Visa and All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Be sure to sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Once again, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. All righty, we do have plenty of football to look forward to in the coming weeks, but let's focus on a little bit closer tonight for some baseball discussion. It is Rush Hour here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, and let's get into it with tonight's MLB slate starting on the north side of Chicago, located by us just outside of the city. Are we in displays right now? But the Cubs looking to avenge last night's loss against the Cincinnati Reds. You're getting Tyler Molly against Zach Davies. Now, it's been pretty comical. Every time I feel like on the show I've talked about Zach Davies, typically it's been me kind of dissing him, right? Because you look at his numbers, 6-6, six and six, 4.30 ERA, but... A brutal exit, but 5.29. Now, you know, to his credit, I mean, he started off really slow, 
really bad, honestly, and then he's been picking it up as of late, so that's why it's been hard to build back from it. He does have a whip of 1.49, which isn't too appealing either, but the point being he's been better as of late. And Molly on the other side is 7-3, and 3.92 ERA with a 3.70 XFIP and a 1.24 whip. Despite that, though, you know, you've seen a little bit of movement, if anything, in favor of Chicago. They're about plus 102 or so. We're seeing out now minus 103. The Reds minus 113. High total here from 9.5 up to 10. Shaded slightly to the over minus 110. Unders minus 108. But again, we know what happened two games ago. Javi Baez with the walk-off, getting in Amir Garrett's face. Baez was out of the lineup last night. Reds get the job done, 7-4. to four. And if you look at how Molly has done against the Cubs, just for reference, in three games he's had 15 innings pitched, allowed 15 hits and seven earned runs, and 20 strikeouts. Now, you know, seven earned runs, not bad. Pretty solid for Molly against the Cubs three times, and the Reds are 3-0 in those matchups. Davies versus the Reds. In two games he's pitched nine innings, six hits he's allowed, and just two earned runs along with six strikeouts. Cubs are 2-0 in the games where Zach Davies has started against the Reds. So who will prevail over one or the other? Well, you know, to me, honestly, I would probably lean Reds a little bit, if anything, but that's not where my betting attention's going. I'm looking at the first five, and what's great is Bet Rivers actually has the best number here in terms of the total. Five and a half is the number listed. The under is the favorite, about minus 137. Now, the wind may be blown out a little bit. We've seen the past two games go over, but again, I'm focusing on the first five, where Molly in the first five versus the Cubs has gone under in two out of three matchups against Chicago. With Davies, he's gone under five and a half in the first five innings in both starts against the Reds. I know it may be a little bit scary because these games have been flying over, but look for this one to be maybe a little bit slower of a start. Hopefully we get a better pitching duel, and hopefully Zach Davies comes through for me. But I think because mainly that number at five and a half, most books have five, I'm willing to lay a little bit more to get that extra hook. So I like the first five total between the Cubs and the Reds under five and a half at minus 137. That one available at Bat Rivers. So that's really the only play I got tonight officially, but let's go ahead and preview some of the other slate. The White Sox, Eloy Jimenez given us a huge three-run jack last night to solidify the win for us with our White Sox selection. And tonight... Chicago getting the steam once again, minus 173 up to minus 190 against the Royals, who are catching plus 155. Total at 9.5. You're getting Bubich uh, tonight, and look, a southpaw. So obviously that favors well for the White Sox, as it typically has the past two years. He's got a 4.93 XBIP and a 1.50 whip, so nothing too great for Bubich. And then you're getting Giolito on the other side, who's 8-7. 3.83 xFIP and a 1.14 whip, so Giolito for sure has still been sufficient. Uh, Giolito versus Kansas City this season, he's 1-1, one 11 innings pitch, 9 hits, 6 turned runs, and 9 Ks. Not the best numbers, but when you're looking at Bubich, he only went one time against these White Sox, and he went 5.2 innings pitch, no earned runs. The Royals ended up losing that game 9-1, to so the bullpen didn't help him out too much. But I understand the steam going to the White Sox. 190 is way too high for me to want to play it. You want to lay the run and a half, you're still laying minus 120. So nothing too appetizing. Maybe if the Royals get out to a hot start, look to in-game Chicago, if anything, uh, with that matchup tonight. Now, another one that, you know, is certainly going to be one of the most interesting, this series altogether, and one that I was pretty close to playing involves the Dodgers and the Giants. You're getting Bueller against Scalfani, And look, Bueller's been an absolute menace against the Giants. In four games, he's gone 27 total innings pitched. 
allowed 17 hits and only three earned runs, along with 24 Ks. Dodgers, though, 2-2 two two in his starts against the Giants, who have just had Los Angeles' number. Dayscale Fadi versus the Dodgers in four games, 18.1 innings pitch. He's allowed 25 hits, 18 earned runs, and 19 Ks. Because at one outing, he allowed 10 earned runs. But aside from that, he's been pretty solid against the Dodgers so far this season. And the Giants 2-2 two and two when he has started against the Dodgers this year. I'm kind of looking a little bit more so to the first five with the Dodgers. Now, in terms of the overall game, we see L.A. is a minus-130 favorite. Dodgers plus, or excuse me, Giants plus-110. That's come down from plus-120. So, again, slightly sharper money seems to be going to the Giants. Short total at 7.5. What I was getting to is I would probably look, if anything, first five with Walker Bueller. Now, the reason I'm not making it an official play is because I didn't want to lay the minus 140, 145. It's around that range. But Bueller is 3-0-1 on the first five this season versus the Giants. Descalfani is 0-3-1 on the first five innings versus the Dodgers this season. So Bueller, yes, in those first five innings has gotten the job done. It's just what the Dodgers have been incapable of doing in the latter half of the game has been the issue for them. So again, because the price was a little bit too high, it didn't make it an official play, but a very strong look to the Dodgers in the first five against the Giants because solely how great Bueller has been not only this year entirely, but specifically against the Giants. So if you're looking for an angle to bet late tonight on the West Coast, that's one I would look forward to with the Dodgers and the Giants. And then finally, one more game we'll talk about, the D-backs and the Rangers. Nothing too tasty in this one, but uh, Texas with Jordan Lyles on the bump went from minus 112 up to minus 115 at Bet Rivers. Mad Bum, the southpaw for the D-backs, has them catching even money. This total at 9 tonight, nothing's really moved too much in terms of the market one way or the other. Mad Bum, you know, always looks enticing to want to bet him, but really has struggled this year. 5.09 ERA with a 4.70 XFIP. And it's always a little bit tough to trust the Diamondbacks in any sense tonight. Lyles has been tough, too, though. He's got an XFIP of 5 and a whip of 1.45. Overnight could be a decent shot. But if you missed it at the beginning of the segment, the only play I got on the Diamond tonight, Cubs, Reds, first 5, under 5.5, five minus 137. And if you're looking for a lean, look at the Dodgers' first 5 on the money line. All righty, coming up next, let's talk some NBA draft bets with Jim Root of the Three Man Weave Podcast. Stick around. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. For a hot tip to bet on, remember Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Just go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find the game you want to bet on by tapping tips, and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. And you can try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And remember to make your experience even more rewarding. Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Alrighty, wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. 
Live out of the Bet River Sportsbook, crowd is anticipating a great night filled with Olympic action, MLB action, and tomorrow should be even more packed as we anticipate the NBA draft. Joining us momentarily will be Jim Root at Second Chance Points on Twitter. Does great work. The three men weave when they do their podcast, website, everything surrounding college hoops and gives you the insight into the NBA as well. And he's got plenty of picks to look forward to tonight in terms of the NBA drafts. So we're excited to look forward to that with Jim. And obviously, two surrounding NBA. Uh, my producer and I were just talking about it before the show. But if you're looking at some other early bets, Bet Rivers has it posted now with the odds to make the playoffs for the upcoming NBA season. I know, again, I say it sometimes. Half of you hate that, half of you love it. But if you want to jump in on it early, those are some other angles you can look at. But let's go closer and preview tomorrow's draft event. And again, it's Jim Root joining us at Second Chance Points. Is where you can follow him along on Twitter. Jim, we appreciate you making some time. And we're very excited looking forward to the draft and some of your selections. So I know you got a pretty decently long list. So let's get right into it and start with some of these position props with some of these players. Let's start with Moses Moody out of Arkansas, currently at least the odds we're seeing at Bat Rivers, 11.5 is his draft position. The over is a dog plus 120, under the slight favorite, minus 139. What do you expect out of Moody in terms of where he's going to be selected tomorrow evening? Yeah, I love that under. I, I think hitting that, even though you got the juice there, that minus 139 is worth taking. I was just looking at the updated odds at DraftKings, and they're down below, they're down to a 10.5 line for Moody. I think there's definitely some momentum for him to go earlier than that 11-and-a-half spot. Uh, he, he's a real promising wing. So, yeah, I, I think that, that juice is in the right side, but it's worth still taking it at minus 139. All right, then let's talk about another player out of Baylor. How about Davion Mitchell, 12-and-a-half, the last number we saw at Bet Rivers. The over is a slight favorite in this one, minus one-and-a-quarter. The under, minus 103. Uh, what do you expect out of Mitchell? Could he be going a little bit later? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I, there was a lot of early momentum for him after the NCAA tournament. He, he looked great. Uh, was probably the best player on the best team, the team that won the title. He, he's got that quick first step. He's an incredible on-ball defender. But there is some concern with his ceiling. He's a 22-year-old, and the history of 22-year-old and older prospects in the lottery is not great. But usually you're looking for somebody with more upside in the lottery there. I think if he does go lottery, it'll be 13 to Indiana or 14 to Golden State, somebody that's looking for a more immediate contributor. Uh, so I don't think 12 will be in play for the Spurs. I think he's going to end up over there despite some of that early momentum and the juice being towards the, the under right now. All right, let's go a little international here. Turkish professional basketball player Alperin Shengun. A 12-and-a-half is his draft position. Over is even money under. The favorite minus 127 seems to be a little bit more hype as of late around him. What can you tell us about his style of play? Because I'm sure most people aren't familiar. And then where do you think he ends up tomorrow night? Yeah, he's, he's kind of a, you know, right now where he's at in Turkey, he's more of like a true back-to-the-basket back to scorer. He's really skilled. Uh, he, he's not he, the jumper's not quite there, but I think it's pretty projectable. So he, he's got he's got a lot of talent, potentially more upside than a lot of the bigs that have come over uh, from from Europe at this point. I, it depends on what number you're seeing. I, I think that the, really the spot that I've zeroed in on him, I, a lot of uh, uh, mock drafts have him at number twelve to the Spurs. So if that line does shift to eleven and a half, like it has at DraftKings, draft I think over is definitely the right bet there. But at 12 and a half, I think the under 
is what you're looking at because there is a chance he goes in the lottery. I just think whichever side you're betting of that prop, you want number 12 on your side because the, the Spurs seem like a really likely destination for him. Okay, so if you're getting it at 12.5, look toward the under. If it's 11.5, gravitate toward the over. 12 with the Spurs could be the landing spot for Shen Gun, as Jim is alluding to. And, Jim, with this next one, you know, a lot of people seem to be on this place, so there's got to be some good stuff back in it here. Uh, we were talking with Tim Murray, who does a great job hosting, obviously, the nightcap. And he had the same play here with Jalen Johnson out of Duke. Over 14.5 is the number we're seeing is where the favorite is, minus 148. Unders plus 115, but he loved the over in that spot, and it seems like you are favoring that angle with Johnson as well. Yeah, I, I love the over here. I, he He's just got a lot of question marks right now. I, he didn't get to play a ton last year. He, he played with Duke for, for some part of the season, and then he stepped away for the rest of the year. Uh, and then off the court, there's just some a, a lot of questions. His senior year of high school, he transferred down to a big powerhouse in Florida at IMG Academy, but never played there. Then ended up going back to Wisconsin in January and played some games there. Then you add on what happened to Duke, where he didn't play the whole season. And, and when he was out there, he was really turnover prone. Uh, the, the jumper is okay mechanically, but he doesn't take a very high volume at all. So we're not sure where that's going to be. I just think some of the off-the-court questions for him are really going to distract and, and push him down the board. We've seen that happen to some guys in the past where maybe the talent on the court looks like a lottery pick. His old recruiting pedigree looks like a lottery pick. But there's just enough questions with him that I think people are going to look for a little more certainty, even in terms of their home run swings in that lottery. So I, I like that over quite a bit there. Okay, yeah, minus 148 over 14 and a half. Might have to jump on that one with you guys. I love the conviction that you have. And Johnson, make some great points. I mean, over 14 and a half, that's where the number's moving. Some great analysis back in it. So that's probably the side I'm going to be going with as well. And then finally, Jim, before we move on to specific picks with fourth, fifth, et cetera, Another draft position prop that you like involves Miles McBride out of West Virginia. I know you may have gotten a little bit different number, but 28.5 now is where we're seeing it at Bat Rivers, over under minus 113 each way. Uh, you flirted with it a little bit more so when it was at 29.5. Is that correct? Yeah, 29.5. I think you're probably still good at 28.5 uh, to take the under there. I just think there's a lot of momentum for him. And as a competitor in the backcourt, he's gotten some of the comparisons to Patrick Beverly as just a really dogged defender, a guy that can knock down shots, probably a little higher ceiling than Beverly. If, if things go well, he's, he's still pretty young, only played two years in college, competitor, fiery type of guy. I, I just think he's going to help a contributor, a, a playoff team that, that's going to draft late in that first round. I'm actually a Bucks fan. I'd love for him to fall to 31 at the start of the second round, but I've basically given up hope for that because it seems like a lot of those playoff contenders that want guard depth, somebody like Denver that struggled with injuries this year, I think they're going to pounce on him uh, in that, that mid to late 20s, even before 28 and a half. All right, we got a few minutes left. Let's talk about odds to be the specific pick, and let's go with the fourth overall selection. Jalen Suggs is the favorite here, minus 205. Mobley, 3-1. to one. Scotty Barnes, 4-1. to one. Then the list gets deeper and deeper. Are you laying the chalk here with Jalen Suggs, minus 205? Because sometimes, again, if you have enough conviction, you got to be willing to lay a prize, is what I always say. And in a thing like a draft, whether it's NBA or NFL, those are certainly viable cases. Is this selection at number four one of them? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I hate recommending a, a minus 205 type of play, but 
I, I just think it's it's more than likely, more than you know, if that implies like sixty-seven percent chance he'll get picked there. I think it's more likely than that. I think it's close to 80, 80 to ninety. I think that top three is really clear uh, with with Green, Mobley, and Cunningham in, in some order. Likely Cunningham, Green, Mobley in that order, and then Suggs is that number four guy. Whether Toronto stays there and takes him, or somebody trades up to get him, I think he's just separated himself as a prospect to where he's going to go four, and then we'll, we'll we'll get to number five too. But I, I think that the the one through five looks pretty pretty solid right now from from where I'm sitting. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because then you look at it, and Evan Mobley's next up at 3-1 to as a short shot for the fourth pick, but then we look at the odds to be the fifth pick, and it flip-flops here. Scotty Barnes comes up next, and it obviously it depends on what ter- uh, type of personnel and player you want with the team, but then you look at that, and Barnes is minus 230. You willing to lay it for that price as well? I, I think so. I've, I've read a lot about how the Magic love him, and he fits everything that they want in, in terms of a player with the length and the versatility, defensive prowess. So they, they need to get scores eventually, but he, he just fits what they've drafted in the past, and it sounds like they really like him. And even, you know, the, the big wild card for some of these direct spot draft picks are the trades that could happen. But I think if someone trades up here, it would just be, we want Barnes. We're going to talk, you know, tell Orlando that they've got enough pieces like him. We're going to give, enough, give up enough to go up and get Barnes. I don't think anyone's, you know, there's a chance someone comes up for book night or maybe even Kaminga, but I feel pretty confident, just like the odds indicate, that it will be Scotty Barnes there. So if you're willing to lay that price, I think it's a good bet. College basketball analyst Jim Root at Second Chance Points on Twitter and part of the three-man weave. Great work covering college hoops and NBA. Jim, really appreciate the insight, my man. Looking forward to the draft tomorrow, and hopefully we get you some winners tomorrow night. Absolutely. Hopefully I didn't I didn't lead the people astray. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> no chance. We love it, Jim. We'll be rooting for you, my man. And just in summation really quick, uh, Suggs would be the fourth pick, Barnes would be the fifth pick, like Moody under 11.5, Mitchell over 12.5, and, and then Schengen under 12.5, over 11.5 if it gets to that. But right at that 12th pick for Schengen out of Turkey, Jalen Johnson over 14.5. I like that one. think I'm going to jump on it as well. Miles McBride under 29.5, 28.5 range as well. Baseball, we're going first five under 5.5 Reds and Cubs. Best of luck if you're telling with any of those. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch up again tomorrow right here on Rush Hour. that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.